I grabbed what I could and just re just. You can see a, a lawsuit going against you here and restraining order. Or me on those like prison phones. Are you ready? Hello there, welcome to the Pits and Gigs podcast, where we talk about the years of gigs past. I'm Jamie, amateur musician, avid goer, and just an all-round great guy, and I'm today joined by Faith. How's it going, Faith? Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. How's life treating you at the moment? It's all right. I'm doing uh, the best I can with lockdown. It's, um, yeah, it's not great, but we, we live, we, we move on. Yeah, these... these... These COVID times are really sent to test us at the moment. So today we're going to talk about a show a year attended on the 17th of April 2009 at the Academy of Brixton, seeing Enter Shikari at the Give It A Name Festival. Faith, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you kind of got involved with Enter Shikari, how you discovered them? Yeah, so um, I've been a fan of Enter Shikari for quite a few years. Um, I don't remember quite the exact year that I started to listen to them, but um, I do remember it was in the time of uh, LimeWire. So I listened to a um, a classic. I think it was uh, either Sorry or Not or or Mothership sorry, or something like that. Sorry <laughs> underscore your your underscore not underscore. Exactly, <laughs> and it Percentage. took about two hours to download. <laughs> but it was Do like um, it was a demo. I think it was there was a demo um, of it because I remember when it was released back on the album. I was like, well, this sounds different. Um, but yeah, that from then I was hooked. I like, yeah, loved it. Loved them. And for the record, we do not endorse illegal downloading of music. <laughs> so Enshikari, yeah, were formed in 2003 from St Albums in the UK, which is close to Hatfield in Hertfordshire. And since we formed in 2003, they released six albums, plus six being Take to the Skies in 2001, featured the singles Sorry Not a Winner, like you mentioned, Anything Can Happen in the Next Half Hour, and probably one of my favourites, Johnny Sniper. Would you? Great song. Love that song. Brilliant song. The next followed up in 2009 with Common Dreads, featuring the tracks Juggernaut and No Sleep Tonight. Then followed up by probably what I think is their best album to date, A Flash Flood of Colour, 2011, featuring the singles Snake Pit, Gandhi Make Gandhi, and arguing with thermometers. Great song. I'm gonna say that about the songs. We're gonna have like a great song. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there's, there's none of these albums to me that is a weak album. I know that it's controversial opinions about one that's gonna come up in a minute, but um, for me, there's, there's there's no weak ones. So after a flash for the color, they released a mind sweep in 2014, which featured the singles The Last Garrison and An Easter Test. Then followed up with The Spark in 2017, which featured the singles Live Outside and Rabble Rouser. And then recently, they've released the Scorching album in 2019, which is Nothing Is True and Everything Is Possible. And to date, we've had the singles Dreamers Hotel, The King, Tina, and The Great Unknown. So, first off, 
Would you, if you were to pick a favourite album off those, where would you go? Oh, that's such a hard question. Um, I think, to be fair, I think my, I think Common Dress is probably my favourite. Um, I, 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 I think everyone's favourite is probably A Flash Blood, and I think that's got the most bangers on it. But I just, I don't know. I just, there's just something about it. I, yeah, I don't know. All of them. Can I say all of them? It's <laughs> <laughs> a real cop out answer. That is a very <laughs> cop out answer. Very close between Common Dreads and Flashbard, I think, for me. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's where they really change. That like they Common Dreads is where they really sort of. I don't know. It's like their sound. I think from from that album, that's like their sound for me. Yeah, I think so. And Shikari is a very politically driven band. And I think Common Dreads is where they picked that, that up and, and really, really start developing, developing that. And like you say, developing the sound. Take to the Skies, strange one. It sounds like an Enter Shikari album, but it's a little messy. It's a little think, rough around the edges. You can just tell it's like their first album. It's, yeah, it's got, it, I mean, it's got the, the famous clap clap. <laughs> clap clap but and I, yeah again on that on that album i don't think there's a bad song on there um i know that they played when i went to see them i think uh probably years back they played adieu for the first time that i've ever seen them and i bawled my eyes out <laughs> well, like, i've never heard it live this is amazing <laughs> um but yeah i don't think there's one bad song on that album some of the albums there are but which yeah that kind of if, if I were to say that there is a controversial album in there that has split the Enter Shikari fandom, would you be able to guess which album that is? Well, I think you're going to say Spark. Yeah, apparently that is the, the case. But for me, yeah, my least favourite is Minesweep. I don't, I just, I just didn't, not gel with it, but I just didn't enjoy it as much as the others. And I know that everyone's a bit like, ugh, at, at, at um, Sparky but I loved it I thought it was it's different they're allowed to do different like people are like no you shouldn't stray from your path or whatever but I thought they and then they tackled like you know live outside is all about like, anxiety and stuff and kicking anxiety in the face as Ralph often says but, and I think it's like yeah it's like real I don't know I love it I think it's a great album I was actually listening to it earlier today um, before we did this recording and yeah i'd agree you know the spark has some great songs and i i i can't really fault it i didn't really give it the time of day when it first came out other than the main songs um because it was it did now i'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly here because the minesweeper is a very 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 close second favorite to mine (laughs) Uh, for two reasons one it it was part of my favourite gigging days of Enter Shikari, where like I went to loads of shows and so there's a lot of good memories there, but two I just feel like it's an absolute ferocious album. It's just... It is, yeah. It is. I think I've just not listened to it as much as the others. So like when it first came out I was a bit like mmm and then didn't really listen to it until I saw them like I mean live it's excellent. It's amazing. Like slipshod is what what <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, like the, the the music videos and stuff were like, you know, the the when they do the fast pace, the fast rounds when they do them live, it's like oh yeah, yeah, 
insane and yeah i mean some of them are from that that album isn't it so but yeah it's just for me for me <laughs> so on to the latest album have you managed to digest it listen to it i love it i mean there's i I've, me and my brother both are like big fans um and he was on the fence about like going to download next year uh, not download. he was on the fence about coming with me to um to the gig in birmingham and then he heard the album and was like yeah no yeah, i'm coming <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely coming with you i'm coming um because yeah i just i think it's it's again a different you've got the great you know you've got your heavy ones like you know king and um and tina and stuff well heavier not really it's not really that heavy but um but yeah i and but you've also got like the marionettes and stuff and, like it's just so different it's just i think it's wicked i love it and completely produced in-house which is fantastic yeah insane you know there's not many bands that have the talent to be able to to really produce that kind of album in-house yeah absolutely minimal productions because i think a lot of these they've had the same producer on which i think has been dan weller uh since common dreads don't quote me on that because i don't have that written down i just remember it from what was the documentary called for the flash for the color sneaker stoke was it sneak yeah something oh was that is that something from Harry Potter? yeah <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, and I do remember Dan Weller being involved with a lot of the things. But yeah, I remember reading that this this latest album was completely produced by Rao and the band. So, and probably some of the tightest musicianship I've ever ever heard and play. The drumming on it is phenomenal. Like, it's, it's insane. It's yeah. Rolf I I, I, think, I think it's definitely one of their their, their best for sure. Rolf Rolfie is best. Rolfie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the show itself was at the Academy of Brixton, which is a major music venue in London. Some huge acts have played there over the years, uh, probably one on my bucket list. And it was for Give It A Name Festival. So do you want to tell us about how you kind of heard about the festival, how you got tickets? And Yeah, um, so it was actually my brother who got, got tickets. It was um, an early birthday present because um, it was in April, my birthday is May. So I think he must have got them just before Christmas or something like that um and yeah because my friend at school I was at school at the time I think I was only 15 16 um so my friend at school had told my brother about well told me about it and I was like oh we have to go it looks amazing um yeah and he managed to score tickets which was good um and yeah I went with my friend um who because I'd never been I don't think I'd ever been in a mosh pit at that point in my life <laughs> Yeah, I mean, mosh pits, I, I even even now, I I went for a short period of being able to do a mosh pit and now I realise I'm just too old for that. <laughs> the point for me that I'm like, everyone, when they create like the the wall or like the, the circle, the death pit, and you're like, oh no, oh no, I can't be in this. And then people just go mental and I just get flung and I'm like, you know what, this is, sometimes it's worth it, sometimes it's not. I mean, at one point I had to like, try and break free from the crowd to try and breathe you know like in Jon Snow when he's coming up from the Battle of the Bastards <laughs> that was literally me <laughs> I was gasping for air like <laughs> but Honestly. it was yeah it was so funny no I um, I was at a gig, re- gig last year um, before obviously everything kicked in and it was 
the Foo Fighters in Belfast. And I'm kind of taking it easy, you know, just, just you know, enjoying the music and stuff. And these, these, this couple who must have been in their, you know, in their 50s, you know, had like this proper mullet kind of mop, mop head, shaved sides, proper comment. The guys around me were getting really annoyed and I'm just like, lads, if they're doing this at 50, like, let them do it, like. Yeah. Because I was doing that at 50. <laughs> Even at my age, I'm kind of standing at the back of the venue and going, yeah, let the kids do it. I've had my time. I had my few years doing that and just just not getting involved anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you got tickets. Yep. You, you, you turn up the venue. Do you remember much about who the spots were that day? Because it was a bit of a festival kind of thing, so there was a few bands. Yeah, there were a few. So I think we turned up just as it was starting. Because it was during the day. Um, I'm sure it was like, a, I think it was like two o'clock or something that it started. Um, and I, yeah, so I remember a couple of the bands. Um, but the, the main ones that I remember is like the Blackout, I think. Um, they had a couple of good songs that I, I think they were on just before. In Shikari, maybe. Um, and the King Blues as well. So I think they were on first. Um, but yeah, not much really, to be perfectly honest. I was just buzzed <laughs> for Shikari. Yeah, the support acts are really the time where you just kind of like get it over and done with. I just want the, the main act to come on, you know. Just... In the position that you're going to be for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, you can't go to the toilet, you can't do anything because the instant you leave it, it's, it's gone. Exactly, it's gone. exactly. And there's no worm in your way once it starts. <laughs> like body to body. And I think I mentioned this on a, on a, on another one of the episodes do you tend to pack light for gigs or do you take your yeah so at the time I literally turned up in my gig I had gig shoes so they were like these purple broken rubbishy um uh converse and a hoodie that I wrapped around my waist and that was it that was it my phone and, and that was it so you I mean now I probably would bring like a small bag that I can sort of hold because I don't go into the get into the moshes as much but other than that like yeah yeah there's no point it's just gonna get something something bad will happen I'm, I'm yeah no so you're you're one of the sensible ones the amount of times I've been at gigs and I've been on the barrier and some some girl pops up she's got a full handbag she's like can I put the other side of the barrier and it's not allowed anymore there was once a time you could do that but yeah, and then you're going, well, there's no cloakroom, you've got... No, it's just, yeah, well, sometimes there is cloakrooms, like places like Ali Pali that have a cloakroom, so I'll know, because if, if I go there at winter, I'll be bringing a coat and a bag, and they've got a big, like, cloakroom at the back, so it's not too bad, but for those that are places I don't know, I'm like, nah, just got my phone, my, my keys, my, my, my uh, cards, and that's it. <laughs> and I'm going to say this again. And you're probably going to laugh at this. Another legendary venue, which I've never been to. No! Alexander Palace. I've seen them twice. So you know those live at Ali Pali's? I've been at both of those. Oh, there's been twice now I've had a band booked at Alexander Palace. And I think they were one of them. Maybe the first time they did it. And at the last minute, I sold the tickets. Because I couldn't no. make it down to London. Oh, it's, it's a great venue. It's huge. And... I don't know, like, it's not, yeah, you can just see everything, like, from, where, from wherever you stand. So even if you're not right at the front, you can be on the side or at the back, near the back, and you can still see the band and stuff. So, it, yeah, it's a, the only problem is walking up the 
treacherous hill. Oh my lord. <laughs> it takes about like oh, 10 minutes from the station. You're like, oh, dead because <laughs> it's on a huge hill. You've given me the warning now. You've given me the warning now. I don't think I'll ever do the Alexander Palace now. Did, are they doing that again on the current tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where yeah. They, they were booked. They were booked this November to go there. And then, I think, was it this November? Or whenever? Yeah, whenever it is. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I had that. And I, I do remember the other band now that I had booked for Alexander Palace was 2 Cinema Club. They was doing a headline set there, one of the biggest ones I'd done. To, no, it wasn't one of the biggest ones I'd done today. Because I went to see him at the old 2 which was the biggest one they'd done today. I digress. I have tried to see two bands at Alexander Palace, legendary venue, never have. It's it's so good. You just get maybe get a bus up. <laughs> and now I come to think of it, I said earlier about Brixton being in a, a legendary venue. I had a band. I had a band booked at Brixton, and they moved the venue. No, you're getting all the worst luck. <laughs> I just, honestly, and do you know what? It would have been my luck that I would have booked Brixton or Alexander Palace this time, and would have cancelled it. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> have you have seen them. anyone at um, South End? At South End. Yeah, I, I saw Shakari last year at, at Cliffs Pavilion. No, I didn't even know that was a venue. Yeah, so it's a big, it's a theatre, um, but they've mainly put on like theatre shows. But they put on gigs there. So I've only seen two gigs. I've seen Shikari, which was sweaty, um, because it's quite small and it's on a big stage, um, and busted. <laughs> hey, busted are a great band, you know. They... Seen them twice. Don't don't even care. Don't even care. Childhood. <laughs> they lived in the year three thousand, where coronavirus wasn't an issue. Oh, exactly. We need to get there. <laughs> they all lived underwater. <laughs> they had giant like. Three boobs, like three triple-breasted ladies, should I say? Well, just a triple breast. It was quite funny. <laughs> now I just want to use the the line from Paul: three tits, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Had a slight digression. There. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so yeah, the supports for the for the show I had a look at was the Blackout, like you said, the Academy Is, the King Blues, Emery, Lights, and in the in this moment. I do know the Blackout and the King Blues. The Blackout were great. They did the songs Children of the Night. They released a great album, Hope. Did you ever hear that one? Which had like Higher and Higher. Higher and Higher, yeah. And the, the King, King Blues. Blues. They released a great EP, which was called Off With Their Heads. Um, and for anyone who wants to get down the political spectrum, the front cover of that was actually David Cameron's head being held up off his body. <laughs> basically uh and that album was that ep was ferocious but absolutely amazing so fond memories of the support acts yeah i think it was like there was usually when i go to gigs and you know the support acts are on i mean i try i do try and listen um because like they're picked sort of for a reason really most of the time um and i do try and give them a listen and if i do like like a particular song i will try and like listen to them afterwards and stuff at that time I didn't really care so I was sort of not not listening as much <laughs> so I was a bit like oh yeah come on yeah okay bored now <laughs> yeah I feel like as you um as you mature and your palate matures <laughs> and you become an older more sophisticated human being yeah you appreciate the, the support exactly you appreciate a good a good song oh yeah you, you give them a good chin chin when they're going off stage 
Well, <laughs> well, well done, yeah. So I'll give you a clap for that. <laughs> you were actually quite good. Well done. You kept my attention. <laughs> You've eagerly booed off the last band. <laughs> You've uh, decided that the blackout have disgraced you because they've taken too long. <laughs> and we go down to the main set here. So, courtesy of Setlist FM. I have the set in front of me. I don't know if you remember much of the set. Remember what they opened with? Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm not going to lie. I did cheat and had a look at the set as well. <laughs> but um, but no, I do remember it. After looking at it, I was like, oh, you know what? This is all coming back to me. Um, yeah, so they opened with Solidarity and it was... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think... Like, my, my friend... I was with my brother and my friend and my friend didn't know them as much, I don't think. So he hadn't heard many songs so solidarity he didn't know but i was like jumping up and down like yes <laughs> um and then yeah they followed up with uh, the feast which I'd, i don't think i've actually heard since um live at all i'm not i could be wrong there but um but yeah they yeah they went went through this uh, the feast then step up um which again oh i think at that point we were just edging our way further into the uh, mosh pit into the mosh pit because uh we knew that the songs were coming that we could mosh to um and then yeah i got thrown into the pit for no sweat but that is also when um ralph came into the crowd that he was like on because he's very energetic um if yeah you've probably seen them so he's very energetic jumping up and down and 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 going for it and then literally when no sweat came on everyone was like cheering and screaming um and he came into the crowd, so I was sort of near the front-ish, um, on like near the middle, towards the left-hand side. Um, and yeah, he came in and he started um, crowd surfing with his guitar. Um, so we were all, everyone was like clambering on to sort of, um, I don't know, touch him, I guess. A bit weird. I, thought, I always find that a bit weird <laughs> when people like climb to touch the famous person. They're like, oh my God. Um, but, <laughs> but I was one of those people. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, and yeah, so I, I, well, I was was there, grabbed grabbed him, um, and I strummed in his guitar, didn't I? I was like, yeah, <laughs> loving my life. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. And then, I, yeah, then he obviously moved moved back over, literally over me, because I'm so small, uh, literally over me, um, and then back forwards. Um, yeah, it, oh, it was amazing. I was I was on cloud nine. Um, and then, yeah, not long after, I then obviously got kicked in the head. <laughs> did you, did because you, I don't know who that was. I think it was uh, someone else, like, crowd surfing. But, yeah, it was a... Uh... The real question is, did you play the right chord when you strummed the guitar? You didn't. I can't play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grabbed what I could and just... Re- just Yeah, that's not a great noise, but... <laughs> yeah, I just... Whatever the hell, I just strummed with my fingers, like... <laughs> and he then moved the guitar very quickly like get, away, get off <laughs> and before we uh this podcast is used against you in court when you say you grabbed what you could you meant the guitar of course, of course. <laughs> the guitar i promise nothing else <laughs> I can see a, a lawsuit going against you here and restraining order oh no <laughs> we have it re- we have it recorded now in a podcast <laughs> Because the next thing will be that this podcast gets seized and then I've got to cover up, come up with a new episode then, you know, it's, it's a nightmare logistically for me. <laughs> I apologise in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you grabbed what you could on the guitar. Yeah, I did, and I strummed. I, I didn't. Yeah, on the guitar, on the guitar. Let's just underline that. Put it in bold, highlight. Strum the guitar. Strum the guitar. We, we won't in sing. What, somewhere that sounds worse. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this, you can make up what you want to make on that. Have your own image in your head. Obviously, we all know what the real story is, but. Your image is that it's not a guitar. I promise it was a guitar. Listeners, it was a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> now they're like, nah, she's so sus. Get her out. <laughs> so <laughs> you went from no sweat, you, you strummed the guitar. Um, and then according to here, you went into Antwerp and, uh, and they played what was soon to be the single, we all take this for granted, Juggernauts. I love Juggernauts. I think it's a great song. At that point, I think we were just a sweaty mess. Um, my my friend had been had been carted off and out the back because he crowd surfed to the front, and then he was kicked out. <laughs> but then he made his way back through and came to the side and was like, "Hello," like waving to me from the side. And I was like, "Oh God, I'm I'm." And I was getting there. I was like, "I'm nearly done." I'm like, you know, I'm getting get, had my fill because that also was the first time that I'd been in a mosh pit so I was like I don't know what to expect what's going on anymore (laughs) I was breathing for air you know trying to get as much air as I could from my tiny little hole of people around me um but yeah it was oh that's a great song I love Juggernauts it's a classic have you been in mosh pits since I have I have um yeah but not as I mean I'm a big Biffy fan so I try I try to get to the front for all Biffy because I'm, I, I just want to. Um, so yeah, I have been in quite a few, but not meaning like maybe on the like the edge of it. So I'm sort of in it, but not. <laughs> so I can just come out of it if I want to. Um, but I mean, I went. I uh, one time I went to. Um, I saw a German band, and German fans are crazy. <laughs> German fans are mad. Like I literally got hit in the head for the, in within the first five minutes. I was like, I, and I was just standing to the side. I was like, I'm not going to get in the mosh for this because, you know, I don't, like the band are good, but I don't, you know, I don't want to, I didn't need to because the whole room was a mosh pit. The whole room. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. Um, but yeah, I have since, but not as much because, yeah, I blame the height. <laughs> I blame being too short. <laughs> They're definitely to. on my, high on my list of bands that I need to see a pretty clear up. Um, so, so good. I think I've seen Enshikari more, but Biffy, very close second, yeah. Yeah, apparently put on a fantastic show. Um, they do, and do you know what? Like, if that's what I like about, like, frontmen like Simon or Rao, they're, like, really energetic and, like, really, I don't know, you just feel, like, connected to the band and you're, like, you, I don't know, you're, you're not, it's not just someone standing up there and not getting involved. Like, they're all, you know, they they're obviously they're all got the signature get your tops off and with all their tattoos and stuff out. Um, but you can see this pure sweat and it's just in, in you like, you know that they're like in there with you. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah it's wicked. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I, I do love about when I've been seeing Shikari though is, is it, you know, Rao is great at getting a collective, you know, feeling going on that, like, there's so much love and buzz around, like, fans at a Shikari gig. Like, you know that, like, there's so much love in that room. 
it's it's crazy. Like I've never felt that this that I've never felt uncomfortable or like uneasy. Like I went to see Shikari on my own and that's the first time I've gone to a gig on my own before. Um, and I was I was like, yeah, loving it. I was like there was there was no one that made me feel uncomfortable or anything and like I just got involved and everyone was really friendly and yeah, it was great. It was yeah. And I yeah. think that's down to them making the room like so atmospheric. And even even beyond just that room, we've got to give a big shout out, you know, and probably you would too, to the, you know, the Shikari family kind of fan base. For sure, um, yeah. Just, Everyone just, is so lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such an amazing fan base to be part of. You know, everyone's got common goals and everyone just wants love and peace and happiness really? for and everyone. You, know. you can really tell that. And, like, one thing you see, I, I, like, when I reminisce about, like, I don't like one of my I, one of my to be fair I saw I went to the stop the clocks tour twice and that's like I went yes I saw them in London and then in South End and the one thing I missed I thought oh you know I'd really miss like the set list it was actually just the atmosphere like when you think when I think back I was like you know what I just miss the gig I miss it like it's it's crazy <laughs> to think but like, I miss the gig it's weird so they played Juggernauts which was their soon to be single and then the Clappy song the the old Clappy song. And for anyone who doesn't know the Clappy song, Faith, do you want to give us an idea of what the Clappy song is? I mean, all you need to know is that's that's it. <laughs> that band that got famous from that one Clappy song. Damn that band. That band, that band. <laughs> Damn Clappy song band. They moved on from the Clappy song to Havoc B, which I haven't heard ever be played. No. Um, yeah, I've not heard since. I yeah, they've not played. Since. Yeah, yeah, I've not played since. No, I, well, they might have. I've not seen it since. <laughs> and then another two songs. That's when they left the stage, and we were like, "No, you've not been on for very long. Please come back." <laughs> oh, so they actually did an encore, did they? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they. Yeah, I think he even like dropped Mike for Plan B. Um. Yes, they did. Yeah, obviously they did the, the whole like prelude and Shikari bit thing, and then okay, time for Plan B. And um... interestingly, actually, looking at this set list now, there's no mothership. No. Oh yeah, there must have been. That is extremely surprising. That even at that time, they wouldn't play mothership. Yeah. Because if you were to pick, if you were to pick a set list now, like from any of the albums, you'd have staples on there. Staples would be Mothership, Sorry Not a Winner. Yeah. You know, um, maybe Juggernauts are getting there, but they're a little bit hit and miss with her. Uh huh. But yeah, no Mothership. That's. I mean, they could have played it like when they played later on that year in like Leeds and stuff. I'm pretty sure Labyrinth was on there. I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be begrudged if I miss Labyrinth to be honest. It's not oh, I love that song. It's a fi- <laughs> for me it's a filler, you know, it's a filler. It's it's a bit of a, it's no killer, it's a little filler. Okay, okay. And I'm probably if any of the Shikari family are listening to this, um I'm not telling you my name because I'll probably get lynch mob for saying something like that. <laughs> Just like the That's con. him. That's him. <laughs> I would go into the next gig and it's like, him, talk about the Clappy song over there. He said Labyrinth was a filler. 
Legend. Legend. I am. I'm. I'm. I mean. I mean. It was years ago. But surely labyrinth. Surely a mothership. Well, considering they only had take to the skies, common dreads, and the zone, which was had the feast on. Mm-hmm. You know, they they only had those. So you'd be very surprised if. I mean, even missing Johnny Sniper, you know, and. Yeah, this. No, so I think I. Fair Um, enough, man. I got (laughs) shortchanged. What we'll do is we'll do a follow episode. If you wanna, if you wanna write to Enter Shikari and try and get your money back, we'll do a (laughs) follow-up episode where you tried to get your money back for that one gig in 2009, (laughs) uh, where you may have had a sexual harassment charge against you for strumming someone's guitar. (laughs) Deal. And the follow-up episode will either be you from court. <laughs> or, or me on those, like, prison phones. <laughs> <laughs> prison phones saying, yeah, I got sent to jail. Or you from yeah. Barbados because you got your, uh, reckon, you got your 30 quid back for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we've spoken about the show. Thank you very much, Faith, for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It has indeed, and I've, I've really enjoyed your story, um, making sure that Raoul doesn't come after you with this guitar story. <laughs> please leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, and if you have your own story, please contact us at any of the social medias, so that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pod, or an email at pitsandgigs at gmail.com. As the great Good Dave Grohl would say, we don't say goodbye. We just say... Concerned with things that really don't matter